Good Eisenberg, welcome to your favorite podcast. The name of the show is Eisenberg. My name is Ian Eisenberg. Each episode, I interview people that I find interesting. Some of them I know, some of them I don't. Today's guest, his name is Chris, he's from Chicago, and before this episode, I did not know how to pronounce his last name. He works in digital marketing and graphic design. We're going to talk about how he transitioned into that world from a long career in retail. Ladies and gentlemen, I know his last name right now, but I want you guys to hear it live as we play on the interview. So here is Chris, whatever his last name is. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Today, I have someone named Chris from Chicago. I've... I purposely, this is someone I've been talking to online for about a month or so, and he has an interesting spelling of his name, which you probably heard me say in the intro, but I don't know how to pronounce it at this point. So Chris, so Chris, can you introduce yourself, including yes. the correct pronunciation of your name? Yes, so it's Chris, and then my last name is Lilia, L-I-L-J-A. So it's like Lil, Lilia. Lilia. That's funny. I was thinking Lilja or yeah. Lilha. I wasn't thinking Lilia. Wow. It's on my Instagram. It's on my Instagram. I put it on there. I got the inspiration from Facebook because I had to put the little audio pronunciation on there. It was fun. That is very cool. So why not? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself um, and who you are. Yeah. So I, uh, as you said, I'm from Chicago. I've kind of been born and raised here. Um, lived here my whole life, spent about a year in Miami a couple of years back. Um, but anyway, from here and, uh, right now I'm doing social media marketing, graphic design and logos for small businesses, um, mostly in the area, but also been getting a ton of referrals lately. So I've been helping people literally all over the world. Um, so it's been really fun and I've been doing this kind of gig for about three years now, three, four years. Um, and I have about 10 years of retail background that I kind of left um, in search of like more financial freedom, personal freedom, time freedom, all those kinds of things. So brought me where I'm at. Yeah. So tell me, I know you told, just mentioned about freedom, but what was the thing that attracted yeah. you particularly to this digital realm? Um, to the digital realm in what sense I mean, would you just, saying? Just like all of what I, mean, I do, in terms just like of just what being we're... in this version of marketing where we have yeah, the sure. internet just available to everybody and there's just, and that you've made yourself a professional and expert in harnessing it for good. Yeah, sure. So I think a lot of it kind of, if I really thought about it, went back all the way to like hipstamatic and when Instagram was like in its really early days with the really simple filters and things. Um, and then other apps started coming out where you can apply different, um, gradients and colors and crazy flares and things. Um, and it was just fun for me. I'd always been kind of a creative person, but not so much in drawing and like painting, but I've just always had that like vision creative wise. Um, and so I just started kind of dabbling in that and started posting that stuff. Um, and then that community kind of grew and there was more and more people like myself doing that. And then people like me were making apps that, not myself, um, but they were making apps to do more of that. And um, 
I don't know how much if you're into any of that photo editing stuff, but there's became a huge community. There's a lot of that going on. And so I started marketing myself and kind of learning Instagram marketing a little bit through just kind of trying to market through hashtags um, at the time, all my digital art, tried selling it, tried kind of creating canvas prints and marketing that the best I could um, with what I knew at the time. And it just kind of that evolved into client work and doing, you know, the app evolving and learning more about where people were putting their attention or how they were putting their attention into the, into it. Um, and just kind of how people use the app and what they were looking for and then applying that reverse engineering, that kind of thing and applying what I learned to serve clients and get them more customers. So that's kind of what I do. What you do, and the fact that Instagram was basically this driving force. I'm personally a late bloomer to Instagram, and I'm, yeah, I'm sure. someone who was a crazy early adopter to Twitter. And I would be, I was on Friendster even like way back when. Sure, it's funny. Yeah, Zanga. Yep. Like, <laughs> I didn't get. Really? I didn't get to that one, but it was. <laughs> I know it was Friendster, then MySpace, then Facebook, then Twitter, sure. Sure. and then. Well, Everything else is very big on Foursquare before they split it into the two apps. I still hate that. I, right. I, I miss checking it on Foursquare. Yep, right. so, Being the king, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, so what was your experience with social media, even like pre Instagram? Um, geez, I don't even know. I couldn't even, I mean, it was fun. It's funny if you think about it because, or if I think about it because I never. I was always one of those people like, no, I'm not going to get a Facebook. And what do I, like, I'm anti. And I honestly, I can be, I didn't have a Facebook account until probably three years ago. I think I made one when I started doing all this because a buddy told me, hey, if you're going to do businesses and like do a fan page for your art, you have to make a personal page. And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? I don't want one. And he's like, oh, we just got to make one. And like, you don't have to use it. And so like, I was quite late to that. Um, the only reason I was on in, into Instagram or the, was that it wasn't as social at the time as it is now, obviously that's like its main purpose, but it didn't have all that. It didn't have stories. It didn't have hashtags weren't really popping on it as much, even really early. It was just about the filters and the funny effects and cool effects you could apply. So, um, I got into Twitter a little bit, just kind of you know, following my favorite band and playing around with that. But I never really had any brand. Like I wasn't doing any of what I'm doing now at the time. Like I was still working in retail. So it wasn't any of any value for me at the time. Sure. Um, so. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. So with your, with your designs and the way that you design stuff, like who are your influences and what kind of things I think maybe I'll talk about Facebook. I'll probably, put some of your stuff on this podcast's fan page probably as a promoter. Sure. 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 Yeah. Like, uh, like what are some of your influences and in, in terms of, in terms of like the digital art yeah. that I've done, like on my own and things. Um, honestly, like it's so funny because I couldn't even really say like, it's, I've never really been like, Oh, I really follow this guy. Like a lot of musicians are like, Oh, this so-and-so guitar player like I just really or you can hear it in their sound even like to that and like I've never really paid too much attention I couldn't even name you 
even anyone I follow, which there's very few digital artists that I now follow, um, that like, I'm like, Oh, this guy here, like, I love his stuff. Like, I don't even really pay that much attention. I just kind of do whatever's coming out. Um, and a lot of like, I've done it where people have sat there and like, all right, show me how you do this. And I just like play around and I'm like, Oh, I apply this filter. I'm like, Oh, that looks cool. Let's overlay this one. And it just happens as it's going. And like, it's so random a lot of the times until sometimes I'm like, Oh, okay. And then I just stop and I'm like, this will be postable or I, I like this or something. Um, and then through feedback, you know, sometimes I let that, I don't want to say sway my art, but if people are like, Oh, I really like this style you've been doing. I like maybe I'll throw more of that thing or I'll dabble more in that area. Um, or with that, you know, filter type or whatnot. But a lot of that's more now just for hobby. Um, I don't really do really much of any of that for any pay or like looking to monetize it as it was before when I literally, that's all I thought I had. Um, when I had first come out of retail and it wasn't like, didn't know what to do. and was like, I got to figure this out, you know? So beautiful. And, and like, what kind of retailers were you working in before you got there? And, and what experiences from there? Like, um, do you see now that you're on the yeah. client service services? <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, so I spent from the time I was what, 17 to like 24. Or so I worked at Best Buy. Um, and you know, I was really in it and uh, the managers were kind of taking me through and training me through and wanted to kind of were grooming me to be, you know, the next whatever. Um, and, and I just kind of lost interest and was like, not really challenged anymore. So I'm like, well, what's the next thing? Like, who's the next big retailer company or somewhere I can go to. So then I went to Apple and I spent three years there. I started really low part-time, took a half of my pay cut. I was a supervisor at Best Buy at the time doing, you know, getting bonuses and all kinds of stuff. Um, and took a pay cut, went down to part-time just to get in the door at Apple because later found out how difficult it was to, you know, be accepted or get a job there, um, at the time. And, kind of in three months got up to their highest sales position and just was, you know, for lack of a better term, a rock star in sales for three years, um, three, four years. And then once again, was like, okay, what's my next thing? Like double the income, be a manager, work 60 hours plus be on call. Like I didn't want any of that for, for six, you can make, Oh, you can make a hundred grand. Like, Ooh, whoopee. You know? And I'm like, if I could do that, like, I'd be happy making half of that doing in my own thing. Like I'd be happy making a quarter of that. You know what right. I'm saying? Like it was all, it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about this like pedestal job that was, you know, posted or whatever, you know, like what it is and how alluring it was. It wasn't to me. And so I was quite literally just one day woke up, looked outside and was like, I'm not doing it anymore. Like it's it. Like I can't, I'm just, and I just never went back quite literally. This was, that was it. Um, and three years later, you know, here I am just kind of figured it out and it's been a ride, you know, it's been, it's not easy. It's not, it's been fun. You know, it's been a challenge. Um, it's been very unexpected. It's not anywhere what I thought I was going to, what I, how I was going to encounter it and things, but it's been a journey. I've enjoyed the process, you know? So, 
Yeah, so just quick question. Are you using a Mac for your side of this interview? I am, actually, indeed. Well, I'm holding my iPhone here. <laughs> I don't have an Apple Watch. Neither do I. And, and yes, I'm using a Mac, and I've only had iPhones for smartphones. Remember, years ago, I'm, I'm very yeah. much involved in my Toastmasters club. I had one of my sure. fellow members, Anthony Smith, on a few weeks ago. And I once gave a speech about how I've never owned a PC, and it was about embracing the Apple. And there's nice. there are some things that people are just so passionate about that, yeah, that the way that you act, even like subconsciously, like like I finally bought like my first like non Apple ish device last year when I got a Amazon Fire tablet because it was for thirty bucks on nice. Prime Day. Right. They can't pass it up, yep. you know? <laughs> yep. so, so, Chris, I met you just like we had a few weeks ago on this podcast. We had Steven, and by the time that this airs, the interview with Antoine will already have aired. So we're this group, and uh, yeah. tell me how you found found us and how you, how you got in touch particularly with Ms. Taylor Clark in terms of her family. I want to know how you found me. That's what yes. I want to know. I want to know everyone just found out. I popped on yes. the scene. But um, no, so I, uh, as you know, like many of us saw that video, um, advice for, you know, every 20 year old or whatever it was titled um, with Taylor, Miss Taylor Clark. Um, and I, you know, as like everyone else, like, oh, I'm watching, you know, and you know, sent some other, you know, hey, I'd love to help and collaborate, you know, let me know, like, you know, I also do um, graphics and design. So, you know, I'd love to just be of perspective or service. What I forgot exactly how I worded it. Um, and just let her know, like, hey, I'm here. And like, I don't know, a week went by or so. And she, I get this message, like notification. I'm like, what? And like, she responded. I'm like, dang. And she's like, hey, I'd love to work with you. Like, I got all these people blowing me up, but, like, I really want to work with you to, like, help create the um, logo and the symbol for Digital Nomad Apparel. And I'm like, what? Like, me? Like, what? who am I? Um, and so, you know, literally didn't get up for four or five hours. Just started working. We are back and forth, like, having a great time collaborating. Um next day late into the wee hours in the morning the next day wee hours and then woke up you know in three hours of sleep to finish it just like you know half asleep working on it and uh you know it was just it was a lot of fun it was a lot it was quite a, like it was an enjoyable process and it was just so cool to be part of something that was bigger than both of us because like knowing like who this is going to reach and knowing how many people that video has reached and how many people her content reaches. Um, I just realized like the significance and the importance of that. And I wasn't going to let that moment go for her or for anybody because it was like, this needs to get done. Like I'll sleep later. Like we'll figure it out. You know, like who cares, you know? Um, and so, you know, and that, all happened and I was talking to Steven, um, her editor for a while back and forth. Um, and then next thing you know, there's this group and you and Mark and Antoine, yes. and all these people are popping up. I'm like, who are all these people? I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Um, and there was just, you know, we all just kind of met, started a little Instagram chat group and like all day long chatting back and forth about what we're all doing, how we're doing, how we can help each other. Absolutely. 
you know, I, I kind of starting these conversations through those, like, you know, that's how this happened right now. It's each great. other's shows since I know that, yeah. since I know that earlier tonight you were on Antoine's show well, and, and Antoine yeah. and I did a joint interview where it was his show and then, and then I'm actually, by the time you've heard this, the, my version of the Antoine episode will be up. I'm going to be adding some extra stuff as in, in those weeks since those original interviews, the one I did with Steven and then with Antoine, it's like I've gotten to know a lot of you guys a lot better. So it's really yeah. cool just understanding what you guys are looking for and how we can help each other. And I'm right. excited to see where it goes. Yeah, it's uh, it's been fun. I, uh, I was just, I forgot what I was telling him. I was saying like how, you know, a lot of people don't get their their message out. They don't write stuff they don't have a blog they don't have something like this they don't have a medium and to convey and they just get stuck in their head they don't get thoughts out they don't bring any service to anybody um and it's people are afraid to do that and i think even just these little groups and these conversations like help foster that behavior and i think is it's a really cool thing because we all play off each other and we use each other's experiences to know what works and to know how to be successful. And like, that's it. You just got to see what works and work, collaborate. And that like, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. You just got to be patient, you know? So it's been fun. Absolutely. Chris. So, so would you like to share with my audience where we can find you, where we can contact you and what are the things you can help them with? And what are the things that we can help you with? Absolutely. So, uh, you can, I'm most active on Instagram at uh, Chris, C-H-R-E-S, and I uh, had to use an underscore, so underscore and then L-I-L-J-A, Chris Lil, underscore Lilia. Um, trying to buy the one without the underscore, but the guy won't respond. It's kind of annoying, but anyway. Um, I'm on Facebook, but it's more just kind of a personal account for right now, but you can hit me up on Facebook if you want to message me in there. You got anything you need help with if you need help with the logo, you need help growing your business through Facebook ads, marketing, any of that kind of stuff. Like I, I do all that. Uh, if you just want to chat and hear a cool story or I don't know, smile or you're down and you need someone to talk to, hit me up. Let me know what's going on. Let's, uh, let's, let's help each other out. Awesome. We're all in this together. So Awesome. So now I know your name is pronounced Lilia, Chris Lilia. Uh, yes. What, what yes, nationality sir. or like, what's the origin of like that name? They say it's Swedish and it like means like flower or something. I guess it's like a very popular like women's name over there as like a first name, I guess. So it's kind of like Lily, I guess. I guess. I wonder if, I wonder if I Ikea has any um, lines with like Lil- Lilia in it. I'm sure. I'm sure they do. They have a... Uh, there is a beer, like a line of beer, Lilia's Paling, Pale Ale or Pulling Boat Ale or something right. that I've seen up in, uh, in Wisconsin. I have it. <laughs> but I don't drink, so anyway. Okay. I just know You this. don't drink, but, but you did say you were drinking oh, something earlier before we started. Oh, so yes. you would like to share with yes. the audience? I mean, the... I would like to share my, uh, no, I don't know if I'd like to share. You would like me to share my LaCroix. I was I was joking around with Antoine and him before we started this um, earlier about apparently 
my infatuation with this because every video or call that I've been on with any of these guys, I got to look right. So maybe I have a problem. I guess it's better than Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, I mean, the fact is it's not one of those major companies. I mean, who knows? Maybe Coke or Pepsi will buy them by the time this happens. Yeah. Or somewhere else. Well, well, Chris, I want you to just keep on working on getting that name. Like, my last name, Eisenberg, on Instagram was originally taken by someone in Brazil, which made no sense. Like, the guy's name didn't have anything to do with my name. Right. And I'm someone who... Ever since, like, the last few years since I've been rebranding with my last name, it's like, I got everything. I got Eisenberg.com, I have it on Twitter, right. I have it on Facebook. So don't lose that hope that you can lose that underscore. Right. Yeah, no, I know, I can, I'll get it. Or I, I wouldn't even mind just having my last name, too. It would be really neat. But, uh, I don't know. I was talking with Antoine earlier whether or not, if he was asking me if I should brand, or if I'm thinking of branding my social media work and agency let's call it um as myself or with like a such and such media name so i've, I've thought about know. all of them over the years i mean the one thing with it's just know. hard because the name is so hard to pronounce so it's not like it's not strong it doesn't have that I don't feel, I don't know, but it's unique. Right. But at the same time, it's like Gary Vaynerchuk. He always says that his name is a really long, hard to pronounce name, but the fact that he's just made himself so famous has let people get right. it. Or it's like I had a, like I had a friend. He's brought it down to a yes. letter, like a, you know, for crying out loud, like it's a V. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. And someone, and actually a friend of mine who I haven't thought, haven't talked to like in a while, actually, I think I might want to get her for the podcast, actually, like, her maiden name is Schwimmer, and we were talking about like how no one was able to pronounce her name until friends came on the air, and David Schwimmer oh, became sure. famous. So she's like, right. Right. she's like, okay, now everyone knows my name because of David Schwimmer. This guy, this guy <laughs> became awesome. famous or took my name. All right, Chris Lilia, it's been great having yeah. you on as a guest. Um, thank you for time, being right? on, the, yeah. on the show. Um, we'll be in touch, and everyone who wants to catch up with him you can all right thank you see you soon all right thanks and thank you very much to chris lilia that's right everyone lilia he has been a great guest today you can find him on instagram at chris underscore lilia l-i-l-j-a until the full name comes available you're listening to eisenberg my name's ian eisenberg Please visit my site at Eisenberg.com. That is I, S is in Sam, A, and it's in November, B E R G.com. As I mentioned in the interview, that's my handle on most social media. If you can't spell my name, just go to yourfavoritepodcast.com. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. We're looking forward to the next episode. You have a great Eisenberg.